Welcome to the Mike Litton Experience Podcast. Mike has over 31 years experience in real estate, finance, and investing. He's passionate about being a father, a teacher, a realtor, an investor, and a leader. Everyone has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. And now, introducing the host of the Mike Litton Experience, Mike Litton. So what can you expect from the Mike Litton Experience? You can expect stories that will inspire, motivate, advice that will sharpen your focus, and expert information on real estate, finance, and market conditions. Rocky Ryder, thank you so much for being our guest on the Mike Litton Experience. I cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to do this. I'm so excited to talk with you about your life story. Like we talked about before we got started, before we hit record, everybody has a story and our passion is to help them tell it because we know that people will hear your life story and connect with you about regarding certain things that have happened in your life that also similarly happened to them. And it'll inspire and motivate them to go out and do things that they've been putting off. And that's what we're all about. So thank you again for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so let's start with the beginning. Let's start with where you were born. So I was born in East Orange, New Jersey, where I currently am now, but my whole life I have, I was raised in Brooklyn, New York, okay. Brooklyn. I was raised in like the inner city, um, the urban city of Brooklyn, very interesting upbringing, very, it's very like New York City, Manhattan, Brooklyn is where I spent most of my time. A very tough place to grow up. You have to be tough to make it in New York City, like even just to survive. But it's really shaped me to be like a really hard, not hardworking, but determined person. And um, now I'm back in New Jersey, just in a more laid back life. <laughs> but I got you. So growing up in time. Brooklyn helped to get to help to motivate you and toughen you up. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but I didn't know it was doing that at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't like when you grow up in New York or in Brooklyn or in New York, whatever. It's almost like. Everyone is very, um, it's like everyone is shaped by like speed, like everything is just so fast and every like everything revolves around work and getting things done and, you know, making money and paying bills and everything is very fast and there's very little time for it. You rarely see people just like appreciating life or taking a walk for the sake of taking, everything is like schedule, schedule, schedule. It's very competitive in Brooklyn and New York. The industries are competitive there. Any any industry you work in, um, everything is a competition. Everything is, um, you know, like you have to be tough, really. So that's what raised me. <laughs> so what was your favorite thing about growing up in Brooklyn? My favorite thing about growing up in Brooklyn was, um, it was honestly, I liked the way it I don't know how to explain it, but I like the look of it. I like the aesthetic of it. I um I think it's a very it almost looks like a movie set sometimes to me or like like a spike weed movie. You would uh see how he depicts for example like downtown Brooklyn or um I can't think of the neighborhood right now. Certain neighborhoods that he, he depicts I feel like they're very accurate depictions of Brooklyn. And um, I, I just like it. It's um, 
it seems almost surreal sometimes. And mm-hmm. it's a it's it's something that I just appreciate being in Brooklyn, like even though it's rough, like if you stop, if you ever stop and which I was able to do many times to just stop and look around, it's like a really hustle and bustle place, but the hustle is poetic in some type of way. I got you. I got you. So it sounds like looking back on your on your upbringing in in Brooklyn, it sounds like you're appreciating that more than you ever have. Yeah, I do appreciate it. Sometimes I did appreciate it while I was there, but sometimes when you're when you take a step away, when you realize back. that the past was actually the goal you were looking for while you were on your way to your goals. I got you. That's cool. Yeah. So where did you graduate high school? In Brooklyn? I went to Science Field Center High School. Um, I was a terrible high school student. I um, I was a science. Actually, I didn't graduate, actually. I got my GED. And I did go to college, but I got my GED. I hated high school with every fiber of my being. I, did, I felt like I was trapped. Oh. I didn't like anything about high school. Um, so yeah, I well, by the time I got to like my third year, I was like, I'm out of here. I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. I started cutting school all the time. I started um, studying to take my GED. I intended to go to college, but I just didn't want to be in high school. I understand. Not everybody goes to college. That's fine. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite subject in high school? I mean, I know you didn't like high school, but was there a I subject did. you liked the most? I did. I liked math and I liked English. Cool. They were both my favorite. That's awesome. That's awesome. So after you after you leave high school, uh-huh. then where do you go? Okay, so I'm in high school and I meet. Well, I went to college. I went straight to college. Um, yeah. I went to LaGuardia actually. I went to LaGuardia Community College, which is in Long Island City in Brooklyn, for a year. But my intention was to go to Five Towns College. That's like a music school, a music and audio school, a music business school. Mm-hmm. And um, I really wanted to go there, but it was hard. For, it was It's in Long Island, so, and deep in Long Island. And I wasn't driving, so I needed, like, to figure out how I was going to get there. The tuition was astronomical for me at the time. And I, I just went to the community college for a year, which I really enjoyed. Actually, um, I loved, there was like an art history class that I took at LaGuardia that has shaped my life. It has shaped my appreciation for art and for history. And so much of what I do now, including sound healing and music therapy is, um, it's basically inspired by that art history class because it taught a lot about how the ancients, um, like some, a lot of our ancients, you know, people who came before us, how they used math and how they used geog- uh, geometry and science to create art and to create beautiful things. And and I, something that impresses me to this day. If I drive by a cathedral, I'm admiring it. And you know, if I if I see something that is beautiful, beautifully created, like architecturally, it's something I really love. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, that was LaGuardia. <laughs> That's cool. So you go to LaGuardia for a year, and then where did you go? Then I went to Five Towns College. That so, you was did, so you did go? I did go, yeah. I did okay. go. I, I stayed there 
or I got my bachelor's degree there, and but I did it super fast. My only regret with Five Towns was that I was so, I was in such a rush to leave. Like, I just wanted to graduate. One of the lessons I learned in life was to appreciate what you're doing while you're doing it. So I, I didn't really have, like, I don't have a lot of memories of Five Towns besides, like, trying to go to school, trying to finish, pass my test pass my biz, do the, you know, do everything that needs to be done. And, and I left, I graduated quickly. I graduated, in, I can't remember. I think it was like two, two and a half, either two or two and a half years I stayed there. Wow. I do remember, I did enjoy, we used to have studio sessions that we, we that were mandatory for every semester. Like we had to do group projects with each other. And mm-hmm. I do remember that. That was something I really loved. Like that wow. was fun. Yeah. That's cool. So you graduate from Five Towns. Mm-hmm. Then where do you go? So I started working um, for, uh, uh, I believe it was like an independent, like there two, it was two individuals I was working for in the city around 34th Street in Manhattan, mm-hmm. where they had like a studio and an event space. And they basically i don't i don't know exactly what their vision was but they there was a young lady there who was wanting to learn how to record her own music and i was working for them and just teaching her how to use like the recording software and how to record her music and stuff like that so i was working Mm -hmm. there for a while my first job out of college and um yeah that was that, that was that experience after that, I actually started working for um, a, a church, a nonprofit organization and church that um, was my childhood church. And they needed an audio person at the time. So I I ended up working there and I ended up staying there for way longer than I intended, working there for like the entirety of my 20s. And wow. yeah. And um and yeah, and then after I, I left there in about 2018. Okay. And in 2019, I think it was. So so then where did you go? So actually from there I started um I would pick up a job here and there, but that's where I started working on my own music. I started um doing I actually started selling like I created a store, like an online store to sell sound healing instruments that I literally just last week um converted and and I'm working on something new with that but um I started working for myself because I enjoy working for myself I'm a very entrepreneurial person I started making music I started um I actually I got my from there I got my certification in sound healing and I was doing audio and music all those years and when I left there I just got the sound healing certification and I started doing what I'm doing now so tell us about what you're doing now. So I I know that this is fascinating stuff for me. So so you use sound music, right? Yeah. To help people with their mental health, is that right? To help people with their mental and emotional health, yes, that's right. Okay. So how does that how do you how do you work? Like how do you do you sit with somebody and figure out what their favorite music is? Do you Try different modes of music with them. How does I that? Absolutely. So me, I create music. My favorite genre. Well, I can't say my favorite, but 
the music I listen to the most is R&B and hip hop. And the music I create, it has sound healing in it, but it's it's R&B and hip hop, you know, like, okay, so let me, let's start from the beginning. So okay. sound healing is really, it's really just a tone. It's really the tones that, um, it's just one tone, one note I um, that you can hit or that you can strike or that you can simulate, whatever. And the tone itself, the frequency itself is what, what I don't want to use the word feels because, but it's what, what it is, is it's what aligns you with the natural sounds of the earth. And okay. I say this all the time, but you're a natural being, I'm a natural being. So if you hear tones that are natural to the earth, like our body just resonates with it and it could cause me like us to relax. It could cause us to, to like have alignment within our bodily systems and things of that nature. Okay. So basically when you like if you were to go to a massage therapist and they're playing sound like they're playing sound healing music they could add like you know soothing instruments and all of that but really what it is is it's the tone that's embedded in it okay um that that's what's healing you okay or that's what's contributing to the relaxation and to the emotional wellness and stuff and so therefore you can put that tone in rock music you can put that tone in um, hip hop music, you could put it in anything, you know, you could listen to just the tone. Like I do that sometimes. I would just play a tone, have a tone playing on my phone um, while I'm working because, and I said this uh, the other day to someone, what it is is that the tone itself is, I told, well, I just said it, it's aligned with a natural frequency. And so just like how if you were to have like a plant and there's a science that says if you speak positively to a plant, those those vibrations will after some time you'll see that the plant grows mm -hmm. and if you speak negatively to a plant after some time those vibrations the plant is receiving you'll see that it will not grow as quickly as the plant that is receiving positive vibrations and so really what it is is it's, it's the tones are just creating positive vibrations around you so, so that's by tone are you saying note Notes, yes, yes. Okay, so, so like, like a, a C or a C flat or absolutely, yeah. Okay, exactly. okay, okay, okay. I just I when I was growing up, I played piano and and violin and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. When when you talk about tones, I'm hearing notes. I'm hearing right, like you know, like a B flat or something. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. No, uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Every single note, it basically corresponds to like different energy centers in our body. So like C, this note C, for example, is related to like feeling grounded or feeling safe and your basic needs and things like that. So yeah, everything is related to our energy centers. You know, I felt that for years. Yeah. I felt that for years. So there are certain you... tones that I used to play mm -hmm. and, and tones I would hear that would just absolutely resonate with me. Like those notes, mm. just, you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like every time I heard a, a, a song that predominantly had that note in it, mm -hmm. I responded to it. And I responded yeah. to it in a way that was almost like relaxing, like mm -hmm. soothing. Yeah. And it's there's so many um, things that are like, that affect the collective, that affect us collectively, but also it's so amazing when you're able to find a thing that affects you personally, that's like chef's kiss. <laughs> gotcha. So is yeah. it, so it's different per person, right? It, yeah. 
it's okay. there's some general things and then there are some specific things that are that just resonate with just you or just me, you know? Or just So do you <laughs> do you sit with people and test them? Is that part of what you do? Like do you figure out what works and and that kind of thing, what they respond to? So when um it depends on like what they where if they're having tension in certain places of their body, for example. Um for example, if a person was having like for values myself as an example if i i have like tension in my hip mm -hmm. there there's literally like a frequency um like a, a frequency so you said you were mentioning notes but mm -hmm. uh, like so you can have a c note that is like tuned to um uh, it's, hard, it's hard to explain but you can have a c note that's like tuned to different frequencies so the typical C note in modern music is tuned to, is like tuned in uh, in relation to like four hundred and forty hertz. That's just the standard. And then the frequency that I use as a reference is usually four thirty two hertz. But there are many frequencies that you can use that are more again more aligned to to nature so like you could take your keyboard and the regular c d e f and g and you know abc that is on your piano or your keyboard you could tune it slightly tune it downwards to like a more natural tone that resonates with the body more and then um or you could just use sound healing instruments tuning forks and things like that and when you play it over certain types of the body certain parts of the body excuse me it is believed to you know, resonate with and uplift and heal that those parts of the body, the cells, the blood, you know, and things like that, make things regulate. It's believed to regulate. That's the word I was looking for. Regulate right. um, that part of the body. So, so it depends on what the person is dealing with. It's I tend to to think more about where they are mentally. Are they dealing with insomnia? Are they dealing with stress? Are they dealing with anxiety? physical pain, emotional, um, you know, baggage, holding on to things. And, you know, depending on what it is, it's specific to to what they all receive, you know? That's fascinating. And it sounds like it sounds like growing up where you grew up, you were surrounded by people that could have used a lot of relaxation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, some, like some connecting with the earth kind of thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> That's probably how I got into it because if I was surrounded by nature all the time, I probably yeah. would just go, you know, sit next to a tree and feel yeah. better playing some grass. But I, I just never had that. Like, I remember when I was in LaGuardia, I used to like, I used to have a free period and then I would go to Central Park and just like sit in the grass whenever it was nice outside. And then I would go back to LaGuardia for my, like for the, when the break was over. And that was the closest I ever got to being in nature. So, yeah. but yeah, everyone around could definitely, definitely use some sound healing. And it's not a mainstream concept, especially not where I grew up. So, yeah. yeah. Sounds like they could use it though. Yeah, I, I <laughs> my goal and my desire is to spread it to, to them as much as I can. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So you're also you also do something with astrology. Tell us about that. Yeah, I do um astrological birth chart readings. 
or I do astrological, um, just like transit readings. So like, um, are you into astrology at all, by the way? Am I what? Into astrology at all? I love it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so like. You want to do my reading? I would, I would love to. Um, <laughs> I wish I, I knew before we could have done it on air. Sure. I would love to. That would have been so fun. <laughs> but um, I mean, could could we do it now? Of course. You don't mind because this is your this is your interview. So if you wanted to, if you'd like to do it, let's do it. All right, let's get into it then. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I have my laptop right here. Wow, look at this. Okay, but I'll need your like your information though. I'll need like your birth date and like where you were born and what time you were born and all of that. Well, I don't know what time I was born. Um, okay. Um, I know. So I know. Yeah, I don't know what time yeah. I was born. Sorry. That's fine. So what happens is with what what time you were born, the moon, like the things related to the moon might be a little bit um not as specific. Gotcha. But everything else should be okay. should be um yeah, should be fine. So let me just get my stuff. So what do you want to know in like in particular, like is there anything that you're like just in life that you're questioning or that you want wants that you're interested in about yourself? Like your love life, your finances, your health, or anything? all the above. All the above. <laughs> okay. I know about my so, I know about my love life. I've been married 30 years. So congratulations. I really that, that's such a weird thing to hear. Congratulations. We just we just celebrated. Life. We just celebrated earlier this this month. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations to you and her. Thank you. So so what when's your birthday? Your birth your birthdays. It's October of nineteen. October. October what day? Um ninth. Ninth? Yeah. Um what what year did you say? Nineteen sixty six. 1966, and then your your city of birth? Um, Ponca City, Oklahoma. How do you spell that? P-O-N-C-A. 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 Oh, P-O-N-C-A. Oh, I and see. Ponca City. City, Oklahoma. Yeah. After the Ponca Indian tribe. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're from Oklahoma. Yes. Okay, so you're a Libra, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma <laughs> okay. And you're you're all right. I'm trying to think what you all right, so let's just let's just go from the beginning. So you're a Libra, your son sign is Libra. Um, I'm sure you know what that means no. in general, right? But no. So I know you what know, Libra well, you means. Know, yeah, like you know the personality traits of a Libra. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I think everybody does too. So I'm not gonna get too much into that. Um, so your sun sign though is in your fourth house. Um, your fourth house is the house of like your um, 
your private life and your family life and your upbringing and your home life. So your identity, a lot of your identity is probably very much so connected to your home life and your family as well as your private life. So that I'm um, so your moon, I'm not gonna do the moon because you don't know your birth time, but it says that it's likely that your moon sign is that you have a Leo moon. Okay. Um that your moon the moon is co connected to your emotions. And so a Leo moon, you're probably somebody who um your emotions are connected to confidence. Of, your emotions are connected to having desires to feel confident. If you are not able to feel confident, you will probably be emotionally not in the most secure place. And your um, your moon sign is, again, this could be, it could be a little bit, um, I don't want to say off, but it's not exactly specific. But what it's saying that it could be is that your moon sign is in your second house. And that's your house of personal finances. So again, your confidence related to your emotions, related to your personal finances. You're probably ambitious when it comes to finances or when it comes to your personal finances. Mm -hmm. And um, again, your emotional safety comes from your uh, confidence and stability when it comes to finances personally. Your Mercury, I love this Mercury. Your Mercury is in Scorpio. Um, your Mercury is in Scorpio. Mercury is the planet of communication. So Scorpio is the sign of basically like transformation as well as um, metamorphosis. Mercury in Scorpio means you probably are not afraid of taboo things. The fact that I'm doing your astrology right now is very Mercury in Scorpio of you. <laughs> um, basically going to the depths of what can be uncovered, what can be revealed, not afraid to go, you know, deep into interesting topics that others might shy away from, as well as the fact that your Mercury is in your fifth house, which is in, which is the house of pleasure. So it's probably enjoyable for you to do those things, like to really uncover, have conversations that uncover deep truths and psychological truths and do research. Uh, you could possibly be a detective or a politician if you wanted to be with that type of um mercury placement your venus is in your sun is the same as your sun sign you're a libra venus you have a libra venus oh and that's also in your fourth house of family and home life too so i'm guessing you have a very stable marriage because venus is the planet of love and attraction and beauty and libra is actually ruled by venus so she's in her house Libra's in her house like her home planet and she in your fourth house of home life basically that's a very uh favorable uh favorable placement for marriage and for love as well as for for like financial stability um then your Mars this is your how you get aggressive and how you assert yourself this is another good placement it's in the sign of Leo um, so you could be very fearless and independent and daring and, um, enterprising when it comes to business. You could be very responsible. You could be someone who, um, has like a fierce character. Uh, you could be dramatic or creative if you wanted to be dramatic, creative, or romantic in your expression if you wanted to be. 
your Mars is in your third house of communication. And so that also allows you to be able to express the things that you want to act on and express the things that the way that you want to assert yourself in a very um, straightforward way. If you wanted to, you could be direct and sharp if you wanted to be, because that's favorable to your personality and it will go over well with people who would listen to you. Um, your Jupiter, which is your planet of luck and expansion, which is the planet of luck and expansion, is also the sign of Leo. A lot of Leo placements. So Leo is the sign that's all about like Leo's ruled by the sun. And so just like the sun shines, that's how the Leo shines. You probably affect people in a way where you brighten their day or you, you know, inspire them or in some type of way. You have a lot of Leo placements. So your Jupiter, again, planet of luck and expansion, that's in your first house of your identity and the way that you want people to see you or the way that you, your public image. So again with that being leo you're probably like a shine like you probably your your luck the way that you get lucky is by you shining your light by you you know affect inspiring people by being yourself and just you know like um having that leo energy of you probably do well at the center of attention and you probably do well in the spotlight mm -hmm. um then your Saturn is in the sign of Pisces. Saturn is in Pisces right now, actually. And Saturn is in the sign of Pisces. Saturn is the planet of discipline and order. And Pisces is, is the planet of no discipline and no order. <laughs> so there could possibly be a lot of like, um, like a juxtaposition between your creativity as well as your discipline to be creative um your spirituality as versus your desire to maybe go to church every sunday maybe you could be spiritual but there's just like this balance between spirituality and structured creativity versus the structure of creativity there could always be like a you know like a and then this is in your ninth house of higher learning so adding to that balance that you have you probably always I don't want to say wrestling with, but trying to keep it, keep it balanced. There's also that fuel to like learn and to um, travel and to see things or learn things, find out things that contribute to your creativity, contribute to your intuition, your spirituality, your um, as well as your ability to be structured, your ability to uh, to basically to be responsible. So your responsibility and your discipline is probably very much affected by your creativity and your intuition and things of that nature. If that's a, um, like I said, Saturn is in Pisces right now. Okay. That's a difficult, it's not a difficult, but it's like, it's it could be difficult for most people to move through this time, but for you it's probably easier because you do it all your life. <laughs> so then we have your Uranus, which is the planet of rebellion and the planet of how you go against social norms. And yours is in the plant in the sign of Virgo. And this Virgo is like the sign of daily routine and things of that nature. I'm just going to read this. So Uranus and Virgo aggravates some negative traits. For example, you could be like a perfectionist. Um, you could be 
ecological and promote alternative medicine, which is basically what you're allowing me to do on your platform right now. Right. Um, you probably appreciate new technology and often participate in research and application. Um, and you can possibly long for social justice and you may be, <laughs> it says it, you may become left-wing radical or a unionist. That's what it says. I don't, I don't know what your political stance is, but, um, but Uranus is also in your third house. So again, when it comes to these types of things, your communication is probably really good concerning um, what I like new technologies and alternative medicine and research and things like that. You probably have good communication in that area. And um, your Neptune, which is your planet of creativity and intuition and spirituality that's ruled by Pisces. Well, that's the planet that rules Pisces. But your Neptune is in the sign of Scorpio. And this can, again, give you like some type of affinity for spiritual doctrines or spiritual spirituality that may seem unconventional or that could be um, seen as maybe not the most widely accepted and you wouldn't you wouldn't be afraid to dive into it. Um, you probably also have a lot of creative potential if you tap into it. Um, you may not be aware of your spirit of your creative potential. And um, if you want to activate your creates your creative potential, you'll probably be very successful, but you probably don't, you probably wouldn't know that it's something you'll be good at tapping into. So, um, and again, that's in your fifth house of pleasure. So it'll be, a, it could be a hobby for you and you will possibly really enjoy it. Um, then your Pluto, which is ruled by Scorpio. Pluto is the planet of transformation, regeneration, metamorphosis, how you change from season to season in your life. Your it's in it's in the sign of Virgo. I'm gonna read this one. People with Pluto and Virgo are accurate and methodical. If the planet is damaged, they may start looking for faults and become too strict about ad adherence and rules, or they can achieve transformation by analyzing things. Your Pluto is in your third house. And again, that's that's the planet of communication. Pluto in the third house suggests the possibility of interruptions in education, family relationships, or other events in the childhood of these people. Pluto creates deep thinkers and allows them to understand the deeper meaning that can, that can remain hidden when dealing with others. So yeah, you probably are good at reading people's body language and things like that. Um, and you possibly have deep intuition when it comes to people as well. Like maybe you know what they're trying to say without them saying it and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and so that's a cool trait to have. Like you could probably be a psychologist if you want us to be. Okay. Now, now to my favorite stuff and I'm nearly done. I could do so much more, but um, no, What's I'm going to get into some of, huh? Do as much as you want. As much as you okay. want. This is your deal. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay. All right, cool. So then we have your lunar nodes. This is the lunar nodes is one of my favorite planets. It's not a planet. It's like the polar um aspects of the polar. It's polarities of the moon. So the north part of the moon and the south side of the moon. What it represents is like your 
life purpose. Your north, the north node represents your life purpose, and your south node represents what you may have accomplished in a past life, or what you may already be very good at, or what you may have already mastered. So your north node is in the sign of Taurus, um, which would mean your south node is in the sign of Scorpio, the opposite of Taurus. Your north node is in the sign of Taurus. So um, the north node in Taurus brings conflict between keeping everything on the one hand and wanting to leave everything outdated and, uh, and unnecessary behind you. Um, you probably need to learn to trust and you probably have to accept the need for proximity, confidentiality, and physical contact. Uh, you probably need to recognize your own value more and more as you live and you probably need to feel more of your own importance more and more as you live. And you, and you probably are on a mission in this lifetime to like yourself for who you are, not for what anyone is trying to tell you you need to be. And you probably... Um, one of your goals in life is possibly to develop everything that promises security, material security, inner security, and self-confidence. Um, you should be aware of abusing sexu your sexual power. <laughs> they should be aware of abusing their powerful... Oh, no, 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 no. You should be aware of abusing your powerful sexuality. That's what this says. And your um, North Node is in your 11th house, which is the house of friendships. So in this journey that you're on in life, um, North Node in the 11th house brings the conflict between being self-centered, egocentric, showing off, and being aware that um, there's also a group that you belong to. So there's that balance between, you know, being very considerate to your friendships and and the people who are around you. The conflict between being platonic in love and passionate, sensual, erotic, um, having an erotic experience. You probably need to learn to look at life from different perspectives and not just think of satisfying the needs of your own. Um, and you, you should develop the spirit of community more and more as you grow and as you live and promote new ideas and reforms and spread awareness that we are all citizens of the world. And be aware of self-denial and of trying to always be the center of attention, be aware of demanding attention, recognition and ad recognition and admiration. So it seems like you're possibly on a journey of you know, focusing, focusing on self because it's in your 11th house. So that's, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So your 11th house is the house of friendship. So it's probably like a lifelong journey of learning how to incorporate your friends and their perspectives and their worlds into like a place of community for, for you to be yourself as well, but for everybody to have the space and to feel safe around you, to be themselves around you as well. So without you losing your identity in the process. So this is another one of my favorite planets. This is the black moon Lilith. This is again not a planet. It's the dark side of the moon, the place where the opposite, the dark side of the moon was when you were born. Yours is in the sign of Pisces. Um, so you possibly have a fascination with being self-serve, self-sacrificing and blending in with others. Um this give this can possibly give you the ability to feel connected with everything and to feel things very deeply um and to have like have like really deep thoughts and to have like a cosmic soul you're possibly 
Uh, it says these people are often midwives, prophets, and wise men or wise women. However, they may also perceive life as suffering and succumb to various dubious mystical ways that they believe bring mysterious abilities or can heal people. I'm telling you, this is why you're doing this interview because like it's so the stuff that I do is so not mainstream and you're just like, yeah, the music for healing. Yeah. <laughs> like this explains that 100%. Um it does say beware of like foot injuries and things that may may uh I don't like to get into the health side of stuff because I don't like people to like start fearing like oh no something's gonna happen but like things that may uh, affect your consciousness like do beware of those type of things do beware of uh, abuse of alcohol and then this is in your ninth house your lilith is in your ninth house of higher learning so other countries can become your home or other you know environments can become your home or serve as a stimulus to you motivate you um into like in every possible sense, you possibly feel very inspired or feel very deeply connected to other cultures, other environments, other places, traveling, learning from other societies and stuff like that. Now, last but not least, we have your Chiron. I, there's more after this, <laughs> but last but not least with the planets, mm -hmm. we have your Chiron. This is your, this is where, this is your, childhood wound or your wound from a past life that you will possibly be spending your whole life trying to heal but your goal everybody has one your goal would be to figure out how to use this wound to contribute to your life purpose and whatever you're trying to accomplish in this life your soul is trying to accomplish in this life so yours is also in the sign of pisces it says these people believe that the world is a place of great suffering and that there's physical and moral misery, illness, violence, and injustice all around us. Even sympathy with suffering people can become unheal can become an unhealable injury um, because this suffering basically never ends. These people can react with disgust and resignation, um, or on contrary, by helping others because by helping others, these people can also heal their own irreparable injury this is again in your ninth house of travel and higher learning so you possibly well let me read it these people are repeatedly forced to experience religious and ideology crises and face doubts about the meaning of life the world seems to them like a ship full of crazy people i can relate to that i feel like that often too could feel like a ship full of crazy people where no rules apply and they are unable to find a meaningful place in it they feel like trusting and naive outlanders, foreigners in their own country, while others seem to them invulnerable. Their injury has a name, spleen. Wow. So, um, wow. So there could be some, if I were to do sound healing on you, it would be a lot of focus around your spleen, basically. So um, I actually am going to look that up. Like, like we, you should, you could check out your, your doctor records about your spleen, how it's functioning and how how that's working for you. That's that's interesting. If I were like doing like working with you for real, I would dive straight into that and what herbs and things you can take for your spleen, because that's probably that probably can lead you to like some type of breakthrough emotionally. You can look it up yourself, like what natural herbs you can take for your spleen. Okay. And just kiss. I'll do yeah. it. 
So I'm going to get into just a few. I don't know. I'm probably going to do the whole thing. It's time like a, it's time. A, a, right ahead. Go, you've, no? got okay. you you've got all the time you need. Okay. Okay. So those were the planets. I'm just going to look into like how the planets are interacting with each other. Okay. So, and, and yeah, let's get into it. So the sun, your sun is in the sign of Leo. And your Venus is in the who's your Venus? Your Venus was in the sign of Libra. Um, form, they formed a conjunction when you were born. And so there can be um, so this can highlight feminine characteristics in both sexes, and it also supports artistic and creative inclinations. Um, these people are often optimistic and they enjoy the company of other people. They have good taste for fashionable clothes. <laughs> Your moon was forming a square with your Mercury when you were born. This brings problems. This could bring problems with memory. Um, these people are able to understand others, but they may not always be able to interpret them correctly. But then we have that other aspect that said you are intuitive with people. So these things, a lot of these things balance each other out. Mm -hmm. um, they may have problems in the emotional area and you could be inclined to gossip. <laughs> they are very intelligent, but they often use their intelligence to deceive people. They even tend to deceive themselves and they often start believing their truths. We have the moon um, formed, a, formed a sextile with Venus, the planet of love when you were born. This harmonious aspect gives people balanced temperaments, charming manners, and usually they also have good looks. So social success is almost guaranteed. These people have creative abilities and they need to create a pleasant home environment. Um, I get that from other parts of your chart as well, that the home environment is very important to you. Mm -hmm. uh, the moon also formed a conjunction with Jupiter when you were born. So this conjunction can manifest itself in two different ways. These people can either be very generous, kind and good natured individuals who are great hosts, or they can be demanding people who require a lot of luxury and care and love in order to feel comforted. Um, they also like long journeys and they want to have large families. These introverts often leave. Are you introverted? What do you say? You don't seem introverted. <laughs> no, no. Right? I'm an introvert naturally. So I'm naturally introverted. So if, if I don't, if I don't put myself out there, like if I don't, if I don't make an effort, I'll never talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you are so, an introvert who's so collectively extroverted. Yeah, so I'm naturally introverted, but I'm but mm -hmm. I'm constantly I'm constantly pushing myself to be extroverted. I guess is the best way to put it. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like I connected that. Yeah, I like the idea of when I'm an extrovert, I can make a difference. Mm -hmm. But I'm in when mm -hmm. I'm introverted, I'm just watching the world go by. Right. But if I'm extroverted, if I if I make an effort to be extroverted, um, mm -hmm. or an extrovert, I guess I can I can have an impact on people, and I believe that it's right. a positive thing, right? It's part of the reason yeah. why we're doing the podcast because I want to I want to make a difference in this world, and I'm truly convinced right. we're making a difference with every single yeah. person that we have as a guest on our on our podcast because yeah. people and if you people are going to relate yeah. to what you're reading about me. People are going to relate mm -hmm. to that. And, and it's whether they're a Libra or they're not, right? They're going to relate mm -hmm. to what you're reading about me. They're going to connect mm -hmm. with that. I know for a fact they will. So that's and that's the kind of stuff. That's, that's, what you're, that's what your North Node said is that you're learning how to basically include other people's 
um, needs, like, and their their need. You're learning to give people their place in community. So that's literally possibly what you're doing with your podcast is like yeah. giving people their space while you're still maintaining yours. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're you, mentioned, possibly... you mentioned being optimistic, right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier being optimistic. So there are mm-hmm. people that have worked with me in the past and they'll call me and they'll just say, Mike, I just need five minutes of mic time. Mm-hmm. Because they're just, they're having a rough day. You know, the world's chewed them up and spit them out, whatever, right? And they'll call me up and I just need five minutes of mic time. Okay. And we'll talk about whatever. We don't typically talk about what's getting them down. We just talk about whatever's going on. And in five minutes, they're ready to go back out and and hit it. And it's, so it's, you know, I I get that a lot. So we have a thing. Do you feel like that's something that you developed over time? Like, Oh, yeah. Like when you were younger, especially like when you were a teenager, did you feel like you knew how to design when people needed that space from you or when people needed you that way? Or was it something that you grew and developed more and attracted have, more to yourself? I absolutely developed it. So so I came across yeah. a guy by the name of Tony Robbins. And I ended up working, I ended up getting getting certified in, in sales mastery with his organization. Mm-hmm. And I had an opportunity to get to know a bunch of people that were inside his company. And mm-hmm. uh, and it changed my life. It just com- it completely mm-hmm. changed my life. Tony mm-hmm. was what I w- was the kind of energy and the kind of outlook that my grandfather mm-hmm. had. My grandfather was we were very, very close. I was named after mm-hmm. the son he never had, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My grandfather had a particular way of looking at the world, and it's very similar to the way Tony looks at it. So that was sort of the energy that I was seeking my whole life, and I found it with Tony. Mm-hmm. So he is like a motivational speaker, you know? Yeah. Is that what he is? Yeah. Well, he's, Is that all he is? He's motivational, but he's also... He's also somebody who is real, like he's real about what's going on and he's real about what the solutions are like the solution, the solution to. So I'm a I'm a deep believer that no matter what happens in this world, no matter what it is, as horrific as it might be, if you look close enough, you'll find something positive that comes from it. You have to look. Yeah. You have to put the effort in to find it. Yeah. Right. Right. Some people don't do that. Some people look at it and they just accept it for what it is. I don't do that. I look at this is what happened. Okay, now what's the positive that can come from it? You with me? So people are constantly saying, if if God was if God is so good, why would God allow this to happen? Right? And the answer is it happens to people to prepare them. So that when when they in the future, when they come across somebody that's close to them, that's going through the same type of thing, they can put their arm around them and they can say, you know what? I dealt with this this way. Here's how yeah. I. Do it. Yes. Okay? Everybody wants significance in their life. And what I believe is happening every single day is God is preparing us to be significant to the people around us. Mm. That makes sense. Wow. Yes, it so, absolutely does. Yeah, so so that's how you develop that. That's why I'm resonating with everything that you're saying because you're you're basically right on. Like, you know, I I know I know 
that I can have a positive impact in the world. I believe that the positive impact I can have is much greater than what I've had so far. And that's why the podcast, we're, we're writing our first book, right? Um, we have a, you know, we have a YouTube channel. I mean, you know, right. So all the things that we're doing are all adding to that potential influence. And I believe that, I believe that I've barely scratched the surface in terms of what we can do. Of what you can do, yeah, yeah. And that is, um, again, so the placement of your North Node, that is a, it's almost like that is what you're destined to do, to yeah. create space for people and to, um, to, to not only create space, but to do it in a way where they almost feel like a sense of community and a sense of belonging, so. And that's what you I know, want. I think that's what I want. I yeah. want everybody to feel like they can be a part of this deal, right? They can be, right. They can be in the tent and they can feel like they have a significant <laughs> place to I really yes. want to help people realize that they bring more value than they mm -hmm. realize. And then I want them to go right. out and I want them to to magnify on that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yes. So yeah, I, yes. I feel yeah, like that. I feel like we're building a community. That's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Well, glad I could give you a word. I, I'm like, a, I like to write. And when I can't find the word I'm looking for, it's like the most frustrating thing. Oh, I love but, uh, it. Okay. You're right on. Like you're, you're describing. <laughs> so I'm enjoying it. Thank you. I'm glad to do it. Let's see. You're what good else at this. You're here. really good at this. Thank you. I appreciate that. So it said, these introverts often lead religious lives and spend, <laughs> and you were just talking about God, and spend a lot of time contemplating. Uh, you can be selfish when you try to promote your interests and are, and but you like to study and you really like living abroad. Your Mercury is, in, is formed a square with Jupiter when you were born. Jupiter is the planet of being lucky. This aspect brings extremist thinking. You um, you sometimes have doubts about your beliefs and have difficulties to synchronize theories with practice. You're restless and often move abroad. Um, the Saturn, the planet of discipline, formed in opposition with Uranus, your planet of rebellion. Those are like oppo not opposing planets, but opposing concept. Discipline versus rebellion. Um, this aspect is responsible for the fact that these people often have principles that can be chaotic. <laughs> However, it's also possible that they have highly developed sense of order, which is not acceptable to other people. Their behavior, behavior is usually unpredictable. These people are often too strict and stiff. Their logic is frequently rigid, and they sometimes also look down on people. <laughs> oh my God, that was like, okay, so your Saturn also formed a trine with Neptune. Neptune is the planet of fantasy and intuition. Um, Saturn, the planet of discipline. These people often use their dreams and fantasies as the basis for their practical activities. However, their views are can be conservative. They uh, systematically and harmoniously progress in your in spiritual growth. Saturn, the planet of discipline, formed in opposition with Pluto, the planet of transformation and metamorphosis. This is responsible for the fact that. Um, these people do not know what they want, and they often try to drastically change their personal life. They have re reformist ideas, um, and, but you can possibly benefit from creating firmer foundations for your ideas. 
your feelings of uniqueness, exclusivity, and inimitability are responsible for um, your personality. Uh, then your Uranus formed a sextile with Neptune. Uranus, the planet of rebellion, Neptune, the planet of creativity and intuition and fantasies. This harmonious aspect gives you a desire for meaningful life. Um, but this desire is weak and needs help from other planets in order to manifest itself, like the, that desire for a meaningful life. It also reinforces fantasy. So just like, um, oh, so so this can lead to being very original, very creative, and innovative inspiration. You have two more left. So your Uranus, which is the planet of rebellion, formed a conjunction with Pluto. This is a great aspect. Um, formed a conjunction with Pluto. Pluto is the planet of transformation, regeneration, and rebirth. So it's like whenever Uranus, you rebel against something old, you can immediately dive into something new because Pluto is the planet of transformation. So the, this conjunction is is an aspect of a gener of a generation lasting for several years, and it always accompanies profound changes in humanity in human history. This conjunction creates original personalities with genius ideas, which will impress wide circles of people throughout society. Um, and then Neptune, the planet of fantasies, intuition, spirituality, forms a sextile with Pluto, the planet of regeneration. And this harmonious aspect is a long last is long lasting, and it affects peacemaking attitudes. In connection with other aspects, it further enhances peace building and transformative actions on a global scale. <laughs> and that's that's all that, that wow. I have for you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. so there's more, but the rest of those are like the minor aspects. So yeah. That's well, cool. that's your birth chart reading. I ran through it, but you Good know, job. could have gone decent. You're welcome. You're, <laughs> You're good welcome. at this. You're really good Thank at this. Thank you so much, Gia. Um, so, if anybody listening wants a birth chart reading, they can hit me up anytime. <laughs> absolutely. Now, your Instagram is, is Rocky Writer, right? Mm -hmm. Rocky Writer. Rocky Writer. Right. So Rocky, like the rock, like the movie Rocky, and Writer, just like mm -hmm. a, a writer of a book, right? Or a writer mm -hmm. of a story. Together, that's your Instagram. Yes. Is there any, is there a, a third way that people can reach you? Yeah, so I have my Instagram, Rocky Writer, as well as um, Rocky Writer on Facebook and Threads. You could also go to RockyWriter.com for okay. everything, as well as Rocky Writer on YouTube. The thing that I update every single day with astrological stuff and, you know, things related to that is Rocky Writer Shop. Okay. So it's the same thing, Rocky Writer, just with Shop at the end. That's on Facebook, Twitter, everything. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, threads, everything. Well, it's X now, right? Right. Um, so, yes, yeah, on all the things, Rocky Writer Shop, all the astrological stuff is on there and all of my music stuff is on Rocky Writer's pages. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to cover before we wrap up? Um, no, just stream my, oh, also stream my music is on Spotify, Apple Music, 
and all the streaming platforms and stream my music and follow me on social media. And that's all. That's awesome. Well, Rocky, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for your time. Thank you for giving us your life story. And thank you for sharing my reading. This is awesome. Yeah. Really, really that was cool. fun. I never thought I would do that on air like that. that and you nailed really it, by the way. So I really, really thank appreciate you. it. You're thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you Thanks for allowing me to do it. Thanks again for being right. our guest on the Mike Litton Experience. All right. Bye, guys. Take care. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Mike Litton Experience. If you did, do us a favor, smash that subscribe button, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about our program, and wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating. It helps us to connect with quality people just like you. And that's a wrap. Another episode of the Mike Litton Experience in the books. Reach out to Mike on Instagram at Litton Realty. Want to meet with Mike? Check out calendly.com slash Rio 760.